Hey, you there, follow me into the wharf. From the Dead Workers Party, a Warhammer Age of Reckoning podcast. Warp, episode 7, recorded on October 19th, 2008. I'm Brent Copeland. I'm Wes Wilson. I'm Eric Fullerton. And I'm Joe the Plumber. I mean, I'm Spencer Williams. Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've been confused since the, de- the presidential debate. Anyway, welcome to uh, another episode of Warp. Isn't it fantastic that we're up to episode seven? Yeah. I hear it's a magical number. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. hear a lot of things. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you're untrustworthy. I'm saying that I don't believe anything that you say. <laughs> well, that's, that's logical. That's logical. <laughs> what a fantastic show we have today. What's in the show for today? That is a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer. Anyway, in this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about Morcane's Temple. It's going to be our first tier two scenario discussion. We're going to be talking about what happens when Wrath of the Lich King comes out. I know a lot of people are talking about that, so uh, maybe we should. We've got our first Warp Reporter segment, a review of the book Empire in Chaos. That's the first novel based on uh, the game. And we have some dev notes, the big state of the game post that came out this week, which a lot of exciting stuff in there. Um, so I think we got a pretty full show here. Yeah, I agree. Really good show. That's super, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the week in war. Uh, Wes, that's about your week. Well, I had a pretty lame week, actually. Um, first off, I was at Disney World until Monday. That doesn't lame. sound lame. Well, yeah. It was kind of, well, no, Disney World wasn't lame, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, constructive. It wasn't part of my weekend war, you know? Yeah, they, <laughs> but there's dwarves there. You could kick some in the, in the jig, jiblies. Yeah, but I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't LARPing down there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have my, you know, my armor. You totally should. <laughs> oh, no. You should always have your armor when you go to Disney World. Don't you I don't know. know. You strip off your shirt and you have your bikini armor there. <laughs> I did dress like Captain Jack Sparrow for Halloween. I guess that could kind of be a witch hunter, sort of. Yeah. Uh, Halloween hasn't happened yet, dude. What's up? Well, they had the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party down there, and everybody dresses up and they have trick or treating stations, and you go around and get candy full of bag, or ba- candy full of bag, bag full of candy. Ah. Huh. That sounds it's pretty nice. sweet. Yeah, it was a good so you time. Got some loot. I did. I got some. I got some. I got some chocolate, and I got some bottle caps, and I got some Smarties. Okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I came back uh, late Monday night, and I, I got on for a little while on Tuesday. I still have mostly been soloing because by the time I get on, for one reason or another, like I, I really was going to play on when was it Thursday night? Is that when I told you I was going to play? No, yeah, Wednesday night. So. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. And then the uh, debate came on and I felt, you know, like a responsible human being I needed to go listen to Joe, Joe the Plumber. Yeah. Um but uh I 
you know, I did play a little bit on Tuesday, but I'm I, again, I'm mostly soloing. I think I'm level 16. I'm uh, doing um, chapter seven in the chaos area. Mm-hmm. And so I did a few public quests to try to get my bonuses up. Uh, I went over and I, I did a lot of questing, you know, running into the RVR zone and grabbing plants and stuff like that, trying to get away before anybody killed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I did a couple of scenarios and it was kind of fun. Uh, but then I was like, okay, well, I got, I'm, I'm all ready for the weekend. This weekend I'm going to play some, some Warhammer. So I went to go, um, I wasn't able to play on Friday. So I went to log on uh, yesterday and uh, my account wasn't active hmm. because I hadn't set up a credit card yet. So I go. It was. Yesterday, the the 18th was the one-month anniversary of the release, so right. a lot of people were trying to do that all at the same time, and it didn't go so well, did it? No, it did not. I put in my credit card. I said, save this credit card information, and it was still, inval- or still inactive, so I put in my credit card information again, and now keep in mind, there's no confirmation box. Like it's not saying, okay, we have your information. We'll be we'll be billing you shortly. But they are every one of these times. Well, okay, it gets better. So uh, then, so all it does is it clears all the boxes, and it's like, okay, what now? And I'm like, well, okay. So I did it a third time. Hmm. So then I put in a different credit card. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened there? Nothing. Huh. So then later on that afternoon, I logged back on again. And uh, I'm still inactive. And I've got four uh, messages, four do not reply messages in my mailbox. Um, I'm still inactive, even over 24 hours later. I have no idea what's going on. I, I have never. Time. Did you read the Herald? Yes, I did. I did not did read it until info? long after I had already put my stuff in. Now, the real problem is I don't understand why a company would make, make it hard for me to pay them money. Yeah. Well, well you, you don't think they're doing it intentionally, do you? I mean, come on. Clearly, they, I mean, they're, they're not saying you have to be level 30 before you can give them money. That's not what's going on here. <laughs> they're, they're having, I mean, clearly they're having trouble. And I just wanted to say as a counterpoint to Wes's experience with that, um, late last night, I got an email that said my account was inactive um, because apparently they had the credit card on file from when I played Dark Age of Camelot. Uh, and I don't still have card, and, and, and apparently it was declined. Um, so anyway, I it was about, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning that I went through the same process and entered in my new information, and I had absolutely no problems. So... Clearly, it, it's it's not affecting everyone, but you know, if it affects anyone, it's it's too many people. Because, yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to lose people because they couldn't pay and they got fed up with it and said, "Screw it." Well, so, I have no idea yeah. if, like the Herald says, I've been charged four times. I have no idea. Now, I've used my credit card since then, and they work. So, I don't know. But I wasn't able to play yesterday, so I uh, decided to log on to Warcraft, and my server went down, so then I played TF2. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next game. Yep. So, that was my week. Fun. Okay. Um, And you want to go? Sure, sure. Uh, Monday, I I got to 10th on my Naked Magus 
uh, and had fun running around. And, Why is he but, naked? Uh, yeah, I remind I'm, us about the naked majesty thing. I'm working on on the unarmored uh, achievements. Uh, that's right. There's a whole bunch you can get from that. That's right. Uh, so, and, and my theory was, well, he's a magus. He's got a little pet that does damage for him. And at this level, the equipment really doesn't do much. Uh, more on that later. So then Tuesday, okay. I got on, and uh, there was this big full screen message on on my thing that said something about you know you're we're attacking blah 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 you should be there and it was like you know we're getting into the last tier battles and stuff and i was like well i'm only 26 at the time 26 or 27 uh but i was like okay i'll i'll go i'll bite little things lit up on my flight path i can fly there so i flew there and i was able to go in it was super laggy i mean it would like you would click something and it would take, you know, 20 seconds for it to actually do anything. Uh, so I was kind of worried about that and I, I kind of got in the battle and it doesn't bolster you if you're not 28. I'm assuming it's 28 where they bolster you now up to 38. Uh, so I was sitting there at 26 or 27. I don't really remember what level now. And if I actually got in the fight and was fighting someone toe to toe, I would get owned real fast. Mm-hmm. But if I'd find the guy on the fringe running because he was almost dead and I would jump down and kill them, I would get a lot of experience. So it was nice. <laughs> it was a nice little trade off there. But we were pushing all the way. We only had one more keep to push until I guess we get to actually start on the city, getting into the city in Reichland. Um, and then uh, Order decided to show up in, in Moss. <laughs> we were pushed back to the next keep very fast, and it was just a toe-to-toe war at this keep, and it was so incredible compared to the keep wars I've had so far because we had people all over the the towers and putting up defenses up there, people down, uh, trying to hit people through the door somehow. I don't know if there's some weird bug where you can get them through the door with AOEs or whatever. We had people on the sides because uh, there's places where you can kind of use the terrain to get up and into the castle. So we actually had people kind of patrolling the sides for these people and keeping them out. <laughs> there's like a back door with another side where they eventually made it through. And then they, they own the fire castle. Teams, basically. Yeah. And so it was really this. It, it really felt epic. Like you were doing your part trying to get stuff. And, and it really felt like a big battle. So I was really impressed with that. And to go back to the thing after I died a couple of times, it sent you back to the war camp. And then all suddenly the lag was completely gone. I, there oh, was cool. so I don't know what it was. I don't know if they're working on kind of the tier four stuff, and maybe they noticed it or something. And said, "Oh, we need to ramp up the you know the ramp on that machine or something," or if it just something happened and, and cleared up something. Maybe it was all, all on my end. I don't know. I'm now imagining servers on actual ramps, and to get more uh, performance out of the server, <laughs> you push it up. Now clearly, you can't have all of your servers on top of the ramps because one of them. Might- all uh, so yeah ramping up the servers is literal <laughs> so but that was cool the one thing i learned out of it was you don't have to be 30 or 28 to actually go in there and fight so if you see the message go have fun go try it out so you've sort of seen some of the end game content then i mean some of it yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm at uh 28 and i've been kind of going into more of the tier four stuff a little bit uh, I kind of stopped when it wouldn't let me go into the scenarios there, though. Uh, right. But I haven't tried since I've got to 28, so I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, Saturday, I put my clothes on my magic. 
<laughs> I, I wanted to see something because I actually went to lunch with Chip the other week and he made a, a comment about how little damage I did and it kind of hurt my ego a little bit. So <laughs> I was like, I want to see really what the equipment does. And I've got to say, it makes a world of difference. Five pieces of equipment makes a world of difference. I would die so fast without armor on. And I didn't really feel like I really wasn't doing that much damage. I put the armor on and all suddenly I was tanking these guys who would normally wipe the floor with me. Now, I've learned a little bit more about the the magis of putting a, a, you know, a, a detente on and stuff like that. Uh, and, and it works really well. But just to be able to sit through most of the battle with only a few deaths was really surprising to me the difference it made. So all these people out there without the clothes on trying to get the unarmored buffs <laughs> now, uh, you're going to die a lot and unneed- or needlessly, I guess. Uh, so, But that was about it. I had a lot of fun this week. Now, I have to say I have not seen a huge uh, like push of people you know, playing. <laughs> that... that- has not been a problem that I have seen so far. And hopefully it so, won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, that's over to you, Eric. To me. All right. So I got a witch doctor. Which elf? <laughs> hunter. Which witch hunter. And, uh, or, your, or your witch elf. I'm a witch elf. Okay. Yes, which elf is am I? And um, I'm uh, still leveling. Uh, I keep doing this thing where I log in, and then I'm I find that I'm not actually in the mood to play, and then I'll log back off. Um, I did that on Tuesday, but Wednesday uh, was cool. I got on, uh, finally leveled up a few more levels. Uh, still not ten yet. I think I'm like uh, I don't know what I am eight maybe nine. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, I'm, I'm soloing. Uh, quests. Um, I, I don't think I played any scenarios this week because I, I rather play scenarios with other people, um, right. or at least people I know or people in the guild or something. Uh, but I just I think I've just kind of been um, left behind. See, I really want to play in-game stuff, and I feel like I'm like just just grinding through all this low-level crap. Well, I, I think you're kind of taking it wrong because you are looking at it as you're grinding through stuff and you're not doing scenarios. At this level, scenarios give you a lot of experience, a lot of renown. And there's, I, I played with uh, an, uh, one of our good friends from high school, uh, Ken, started playing on our server. So I went and, mm-hmm. and he, he started Witch Elf and I started playing with him a little bit. What's I his character name? Put that way. in there. Uh, Maleficent, uh, Maleficent, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll show it to you later. Uh, but anyway, there were... Uh, I was trying to catch up to his level because I noticed he leveled past me uh, and you uh, while I was <laughs> off. And so I was trying to catch up, and there were three people from our guild in the the Dark Elf area playing. Oh, okay. And I was... I, w- I had ran into the elf area. Just I was like, I'd never really run into their area and messed around. And I thought there were some achievements about getting in on their little PQs or something. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try it out. And I was standing on the hill, like, between ours and theirs. And all suddenly, uh, one of our guys just comes running up to me. And I'm like, uh, that's odd. You know, it's like, it seems like such a big world in here. Because you can't see me on the map. You don't know where I am. And just all suddenly, you're at this odd place that I'm at. Yeah. Well, we do have a lot of guild members at this point, and uh, it's not really that big a world. I mean, what is it, like 12 zones? Well, right, but I was yeah. in... I wasn't really in our territory. You know? 
I don't know. Anyway, but what what I'm getting at is we do have a lot of people at that level that if you look in the guild and ask, you will find people to play with and get in those scenarios. And that's my problem, really, is I'm mostly logging on at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and there'll be maybe six guild members on, and they're usually of higher level. Ah, Eh, maybe your case, too. Yeah. We're also in a sort of uh, um, a period in the game where a lot of the people that joined the guild aren't logging on as much because sort of the, the new the new game smell has worn off of it and they're, <laughs> they're things. And no and I and I think that as time passes and um, I've been concerned about this for a while I think we're gonna have to really work to get people in the guild who are there to play the game and that's what they're there to do mm-hmm. uh, as opposed there to sort of fart around in the game for a little while before they give up on it yeah um, so, so I, I think that that's going to be a problem for a while, and and every every week we're getting more people join the guild as a result of the podcast, and those people are generally going to be playing a lot more. Um, so, what level are you, Eric? Yeah, eight or nine. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you want to, what we what I'll do. What class are you playing? Which elf? Maybe I'll make a you know some whatever tank, the tank. Pick a tank. You don't have a tank yet, do you? No. Mm-mm. You play a tank. I'll play my shaman. Okay. And we'll do like a nightly group or something. Yeah. I mean, I can't do it all Not the nightly, time, but. but I can make sure that you know. I mean, if we want to get a set of characters that all we do is play with each other, we can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So. And we, we do realize this is really interesting content for the podcast. <laughs> but it's something for you to think about is having a weekly group with maybe some friends that don't get a chance to play and stuff like that. Well, I've done that with multiple games. With Warcraft, uh, I went through with my extended family. My wife's uh, two cousins, her father her and her uncle, we did a weekly group. Mm-hmm. And I went through all of the first 60 levels with this group. I never did a single instance without them without doing it with them first right Mm -hmm. and then like i have another group where we get together it's me and my wife and two of our friends we get together and do ddo every single sunday night and that's really the way i thought about doing this one but then once i logged on and saw the guild people i was like oh well there'll be plenty of people on all the time and i didn't really worry about it that much but now i'm mostly doing solo content Mm -hmm. and i I think that we should probably set up uh, a, a weekly thing where where we play together and get a couple other people from the guild in because th- that kind of stuff just does not happen unless you plan on it. Yeah, um, I agree. And I'm sorry to totally derail your week, uh, but I know you were working with alchemy too. You want to talk about that? So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm liking the alchemy a little better, I think, um, because the scavenging skill. Every time I loot a corpse, I go up in a skill. You know, like every single time. I guess it is probably happening because I'm. I, I think I'm skill level like 18, maybe. Yeah, so, you know, drop. yeah so, so you know. not much. I'm skill level like 75 in scavenging right now. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, I guess it's kind of like skinning, you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it yeah, just exactly. kind of goes up every time it's a level appropriate mod. Yeah. That's cool. And it's probably the easiest um, of the of the scavenging or salvaging skills or, or what scavenging it, what it? and butchering. Well, it's, the same, it's the same as butchering. Butchering, butchering is pretty much right. the same thing, except it works on animals instead of. Um, humanoids yeah Yeah. and i like the idea of looting or or um um skinning flesh off a dead human (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) to put it uh (laughs) because you're always going to have a dead corpse in front of you as long as you play this game you will always have dead corpses everywhere so it's you know ironically that's my whole philosophy in the real world (laughs) (laughs) 
so uh, so I've I've been making like crazy potions and using them. Uh, before I was making potions with my shaman, just not using them, and then running out of bag space, and then going crap why don't i use this stuff so now i'm using it <laughs> uh and uh so that's pretty fun um now one thing that you might not know since you haven't gotten gotten there yet every every time you hit um uh like when you hit 10 you'll get an extra bag automatically and you'll get more bag space oh, okay so, that's excellent yeah gather i just oh. hit, got my my fourth bag i'm very happy with that um Hype tech in the uh, chat room said gathering. That was the word I was trying to find earlier. <laughs> oh, the whole, yeah. <laughs> the, the gathering um, uh, skills, you know. Um, anyway. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I didn't do any scenarios. I did. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I jumped in on a few PQs, um, but it was really annoying because I never finished any of them. Like, I, I got in too late or just didn't participate enough, you know. But I got in on stage one. And uh, I forget which which ones. I, I'm in chapter two, by the way, of the um, Dark Elf. And, and that Dark. is one thing I do think they need to figure out something because that's the biggest problem I think with people leveling up at this point is BQs. Yeah, because you get there, and I, I think maybe once they get in the Black Hand and, and stuff, that'll help a lot over in the the Elf area at least, because then you'll have a tank. I mean, the first PQ is a dragon you got to kill at the end, and if you don't have a tank or mm-hmm. someone who's high level, mm-hmm. you know, for that area, you're just not going to do it. Probably all you mm-hmm. can do is throw bodies at it, yeah. and. And that worked when the game first came out, and there were you know hundreds of people in each starting area. But now that doesn't work at all. I mean, what do you, at, at most you're going to have like maybe six or seven people doing a PQ, and that's a really high number. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I, I, I think they need to figure something out with that. Yeah, yeah the first thing I, I think would be the easiest is just up the influence you get on them. At least on those lower ones when the no one's there. Or, you know, if they could put something in that said, okay, no one's really done this one that much lately, ramp up the influence. So it gets you to try those out of the way ones. Good idea. Yeah. That's an excellent idea. I like it. I try. You you should totally work for Mythic. Mm -hmm. Hey. And then get us us free stuff when you do. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do anything else? Or is that it? Uh, That's about it. That's about it for me. Well, my week, I did a little bit of everything this week. Um, uh, my computer leveled up. Um, it had, uh, did some grinding at Newegg.com, and uh, eventually it got four gigs of RAM, uh, up from two gigs, and that has really solved a lot of my performance issues that I was having with Warhammer. That's what I was afraid of. I was what? getting a lot of uh, a, a lot of hard drive churn. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I need to do that, too, and there is no way I'm going to get that by my wife. And well, now that I've got that four gigs, I always sit at about 75% memory utilization, which makes me a lot happier as opposed to 98 because that, that's never good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, that's been very good. I did finally hit uh, level 21 with my black orc. Ooh, now you can drink. Now I can drink. Uh, <laughs> Snodling blood. <laughs> already did, but now I can drink more. Um, I got my mount, which makes me very happy. This is actually nice. the first time... You guys can make fun of me for this. This is the first time I have earned a mount in a game. Really? <laughs> yep. Wow. This is the sound of me making fun of you. That's a big Go step ahead. in your life. <laughs> it is. 
Um, no longer will my feet ever touch the ground if I can help it. <laughs> awesome. Don't go swimming I, yet. I will not. Um, I also got a last name. Did you ever pick up a last name for Elgrid there, Brent? Yeah, and it's stupid. I need to change it. But it's... But <laughs> I think I went over it last week. Yes, I you thought. Did. But uh, yeah, it's basically Fogstalker backwards. Yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten. Uh, well, mine is uh, Stump Stomp, so now I'm Grinthrax Stump Stomp. <laughs> I think it has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of uh, PVE with, uh, and, and uh, Grinthrax at this point is duoing pretty much exclusively with uh, Shanks, who is Rootbender's alt. And uh, so we've been going through all of the different areas together. And I have not been frustrated at all until I started doing like chapter nine on the dark elf side holy crap that is like the worst area in the game that i've seen so far there's so much running and oh my god since when are elves cockroaches you kill one and nine pop out to hit <laughs> what the hell it, now that ha- now to be fair that happened in uh, uh elf tier four too that there would be these zones with i mean these areas with just you know dozens and dozens and dozens of elves hmm. riding I around in groups of four it, and five they're a hmm. dying race. Why are there so many of them? <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh, as soon as we, we finished up the, the Chapter 9, we went immediately over to the Greenskins area to work on Chapter 10 there. So, And that, that went so fast in comparison. Uh, but uh, other than that, did some uh, Tier 2 Lake RVR in the Dark Elf Elfland Um uh, and we ended up doing kind of something interesting because uh, I think it was Ama who was in our guild uh, tried to get people to come over to take a keep, and they only had five people, and that's pretty difficult to do. Um, so then me and Shanks joined, and we went over and we had seven people. We added about two more, uh, and I, so we were at nine or ten people, which is still a very low number to take a keep. Uh, but we, we kind of did this interesting thing that, and, and Shanks, uh, our rootbender told me about this and, and we managed to pull it off. What we did was, you know, that top level has four champions and a hero in it. Right. Uh-huh. And with the, the elves, the high elves, they've got some like serious area effect spells. So even tanking becomes a problem because they're still killing everyone even if you have good tanking so here's what we did we all ran upstairs no one attacked anything and then we ran out onto the weapons platform and eventually we lost aggro because they will not leave that little central area and from there we could pull them one at a time and that's how we took the key <laughs> nice nice so, so that does work for now uh, I'm, I'm guessing they'll they'll kind of fix that uh but we we did end up taking both keeps and we had a ton of fun i would still like to actually try and take a keep that's being defended or defend a keep that's being taken because i haven't seen any of those either of that happen yet yeah we then went on i'll take it yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. I just was. I didn't have anything to add. I just felt like I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could mention the uh, the T two rampage. Now we can wait. We can wait. Go ahead and finish yeah. your wait. Okay. Um, we then went and once we hit level twenty one, 
as far as I'm concerned, when you hit the level 11, level 21, or level 31, you are bound by law, as far as I'm concerned, to go and play the previous tiers scenario for the entirety of that level. <laughs> because it's so awesome to be level 21 and in a scenario where everyone else is much lower. Uh, you're, you just, it's, it's like vengeance. Oh my god. <laughs> Morcane's temple is so much fun when you can't be killed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that feeling. No. But uh Rootbender came up with a slaughter rule with uh with his uh his uh squig herder who is Shanks. <laughs> Whenever we hit four fifty to two hundred or less, he would change to the squig the big squig mm-hmm. that is pretty useless. <laughs> So, if you ever saw the big squig come out, that meant we were slaughtering them. Well, um, why, why is the big one useless? Well, it's not useless for everyone, but it, it has fewer skills overall. Yeah. And especially, you know, the way he's specced, he's not specced for that. He's specced for all ranged. Oh, and okay. the big squig makes you go in up close and melee. So, oh, it's useless. Okay. But. Hmm. Um, let's see, what else did I do? I did spend some time today doing tome unlocks, just running around low-level low zones and uh, trying to find all the tome unlocks in each zone. And it's the first time I've done that, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a nice, relaxing way to, to spend a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, and, and to do that, I used an add-on that we're going to talk about later called Beastiary Helper. Uh, let's see. And the last thing that I did, I had mentioned last week that I was going to try and play a Zealot, and I have done so. I've got a Zealot up to level 6, and uh, the name is Malia. And and I was wondering if you guys had found this when playing different characters. I, I, I cannot stand like the default keyboard layout for any of the characters. I'm always changing the keyboard layout for every character type. Is anybody else having that problem? Hmm. I oh. haven't had that issue yet. I haven't either. What do you what, well, like what kind of buttons what, what are you talking about? Oh, like okay, you know, for Grinthrax I'm using plan B, which cycles my my hotbar depending on what what level of plan I've got, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then for my witch elf, I've got the jacuzzi that I made that that changes the hotbar automatically to use uh, executions, at, right? Mm-hmm. Well, with uh, my zealot, I, I I couldn't stand having like my attack spells and my defense spells all sort of mi- mixed up together. Mm-hmm. So I've got a G15 keyboard, mm-hmm. and I. Um, on the on the left side of the G15, there's all those, uh, what are they called? Um, Extra macro, macro keys. Yeah. Yeah. So I just set, like, one set of the macros to um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And I set the other set to Alt 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So I've got one set set up for my healing spells and then one set set up for my attack spells. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I haven't gone in and done my... G15 yet, um, but uh, maybe I should. <laughs> I've been, uh, you know, I've been playing a um, Rune Priest and a Zealot, and they're essentially the same classes except for a few things. And it's funny because I, before I realized it, uh, there's one spell that the Zealot has that the Rune Priest doesn't. And so I was, 
I've got the way I've got things laid out, I, you know, I'll start with one and I'll put my, you know, my instant heel, my uh, HOT, and then my big heel, you know, one, two, three, and then I'll go four, five, six for the same things for my damage spells. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there's one spell extra in there, so they're off by one key. <laughs> ah. And it's a little confusing. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it for me. That's all I got. Cool. Um, you were talking about uh, keeps, and everybody's talking about raiding keeps and stuff like that. Uh, I forgot to mention this week. I kind of cheated a little bit because um, I was frustrated with you know not being able to raid a keep and just not even knowing anything about it, not even knowing what it looks like. So I got on YouTube and did a search for raid and keep and uh, watched a couple of videos and it looked pretty fun. <laughs> so now I kind of feel I feel a little better because now at least I got to see something. So then you know, you're really not far from that at all in terms of playtime. Yeah. It, it really should not take you long to get there. That's I mean, cool. unless you stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think he's throwing a gauntlet down. Oh. <laughs> you saying 20 by next week or you suck? Hmm. Well, let's move on here to news and discussions. Yeah. Yeah. So what news Ooh. we have this week? We had, uh, there was a couple stories we, we were looking at where uh, uh, I guess somebody from World of Warcraft was blocked from the beta and they mm-hmm. said something about it and then and then they came back from Warhammer and said something about it. It was just like all, you know, yeah. e, e news or something. Yeah, Warhammer gossip column. What, what what I don't know anything about this. What what are the circumstances? Uh the the designer of uh of World of Warcraft, um, whatever his name is, I forget. Um, he, uh, let's see, how did it go? He he asked for a. Uh, well, you know, I I'm guess, I guess get basically they were all palling around at some con or something, right? And they they became friends or whatever, and and the the guys from Warcraft basically told the guys from Warhammer, hey, y'all give me your emails and some emails of people you know from Warhammer that play, and I'll get them beta keys for Wrath or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they did that, you know, and then then later they asked, "Hey, can y'all get us some keys to uh, you know the Warhammer beta?" And the guys from Warhammer were like, "Nope, sorry, can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this, you know, there's this kind of um, I don't know what is it, post news story. It's an interview, I guess, with the guys from Warcraft, and they kind of were. I won't say trash, and they weren't trashing Warhammer, but they were kind of talking bad about a few points of Warhammer that, you know, you would almost kind of expect that a little bit, and and that was kind of one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guys from Warhammer came back and basically responded, you know, to it. It was like, you know, you don't really need to respond to that. But it was still kind of funny, and they were basically just like, look, we just have a policy that we don't give out beta keys to, you know, competition. Yeah, which I think is totally legitimate. I don't see any reason why you would want to give out your beta keys to. Yeah, you know, I mean, because of course their whole company, no matter how much you have them sign, their whole company is going to know yes. whatever is yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's completely legitimate too. And you know, the guys from WoW said the same thing. But I remember signing up for you know WoW beta at times, and they ask you those questions that kind of make you think, okay, if I say yes to this, they're not going to let me in. Yes. Kind of questions. Yeah. So I, I don't know how true they are on that. Oh, we just let anybody in. Well, it's because it's in beta for two years and it's basically been done <laughs> for three months. You know, yeah. So. yeah. There but, was all these rumors flying around too that like uh, the uh, uh, they were trying to sneak in. You know, they snuck in anyway. 
and got in the beta. And <laughs> well, it be, I, I can't imagine it would be that difficult to create a false persona and get in. And and I yeah, think it would yeah. be irresponsible of any company not to try to sneak into your opponent's <laughs> beta. Yeah, you know, get in their base. And I I actually thought the the article was very even handed. I didn't think that the Warcraft guys were like grumpy about it. They just were like, well, we wanted to do it, but you know, they've got a corporate policy. Well, and, yeah, n- not those yeah. sort of things. I thought the Warcraft people they were saying some things to me that didn't really sound right you know well it's taking us 45 minutes to get in scenarios and things like that yeah. i'm like you know it really takes me like five minutes like tops to get in scenarios yeah you know things like that and there's some but, notes too if you read the article you'll see that it'll it'll suddenly say update after this story went to press blah 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 so there's a lot of stuff being corrected along the way too because some of this stuff sounds really harsh and sounds like a conspiracy and stuff and then yeah, I think it was all just any, made up. I didn't think any of it sounded harsh, but it's an interesting read, and and I definitely think people should take a peek at it. Yeah, that's fine. I, I will say, just in response to the forty-five minutes to get into a scenario thing, don't do it in beta. It kind of was like that. <laughs> I mean, there weren't that well, many. Well, they people. shouldn't have snuck into beta and you know made their opinions <laughs> from that. That's why you don't review a beta. I mean, there weren't oh, that yeah. many people playing, and this was also before they had the join all scenarios thing. So you were you were limited to joining the scenario of the zone you were in, mm-hmm. and it it just took forever. But you know, we that all know that's true. Been- yeah. So I guess the next thing up is a biggie. It's the state of the game from Mark Jacobs after yeah. a month. Mm. Yeah. Who wants to drive this? What one? is the state of the game? Um, I can. Uh, the, basically, this is something that they carried over from uh, Dark Age of Camelot, apparently. I, I, I don't remember it, but it's been a long time since I played, um, where they are doing this sort of monthly or, I don't know if it's going to be monthly, we'll say periodic um, update on what they're doing and what's coming up. And there's a lot of big stuff that's coming up. And we'll just go down the list here. The first one and the biggest news is... Everyone remembers that they had to cut out four classes uh, to get the game to ship, and two of them are coming out in December. The Blackguard, which is the Dark Elf tank class, and the Knight of the Blazing Sun, which is the Empire tank class, will officially come out in December. That would be nice so that we can take that dragon down now. (laughs) Well, and that's actually a good point. When those come out... If you don't want to make one of those, but you've been thinking about an, a squishy alt, that is the time to make it. That is a good time to go back to the yeah. the level one areas when you have all these tanks. Oh, yeah. Because there will be a lot. I think that it's a, a great thing, and, and this is something that, that Ripbender said, and I agree. Um, I have to say that now that he's listening to the podcast, so he won't. He won't <laughs> well, it's not like it. you haven't, you know, you haven't said his name enough yet, so... Rootbender, 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 Rootbender. Um, anyway, he said uh, it, it makes a lot of sense that they're bringing out the tanks before the, the damage dealers, because aren't there really enough damage dealing classes already? But uh, there aren't enough mm-hmm. tank classes. So, yeah. yeah. And maybe this will fix the fact that on the Empire side, I'm all, whenever I go join a scenario, there's like 37 healers and like one damage dealer on their side. I don't know what's up with that, but I'm sick of it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. The next thing on the list. Let's see. They're they're making uh, performance issues that they're going to try and take care of everything from crashes to desktops to 
stuttering they're going to work on. Uh, they're completely revamping the mail system, Yay, which is great because uh, grinding. I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like uh, checking my mail is like a grind in another game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it is truly one of the worst experiences in the whole game. You just, I know. I have to sit there and click on a mailbox for half an hour. Yeah, it's, yeah. We need like um, mailbox skill or something to go up. Yeah, I should let <laughs> you pay to get faster mail. I, I honestly, I wait till early in the morning or later at night, and it's faster. Uh, and it's yeah. not fast by any means. It still <laughs> takes forever, but it is faster hmm. at those times. Well, hopefully that that will fix it. Uh, they're changing the way that they. Uh, out RVR gear, uh, which means that in RVR scenarios and and lake stuff, they're going to there's going to be improved drops, uh, increased drop rates, and this is fairly exciting. They're implementing an RVR influence system, much like the PVE influence system. So you'll you'll have an influence for I am assuming RVR in each like uh, in each area. And get influence gear from it, so that's cool. Now, just isn't as an that I- what Renown gear is supposed to be? Well, Renown uh, gear you can just buy, though, right? You yeah, just have to have the level, and you buy. Yeah, you just get up to a certain point, and then you can buy it. This is going to be better gear than that, and and honestly, I think that's been a problem up to this point. The gear you can get from uh, from uh, PVE is generally better than the gear you can get from from RVR, and I I, I think they should be sort of in parody I I, the one thing is i i would like to see them do something with all the influence rewards is kind of change them around at times I, it really more in the high levels and in, in maybe uh pvp uh I, w- I don't think it'd be good in pve really because people leveling up need kind of the know what they're getting or whatever But in the later levels, it's like once you get your influence and you're done, well, you have no reason to get influence, you know, in the in the high level. So maybe if they change that every month and your influence meter went back to zero every month or something. Cool. Okay. uh, Let's see. The next thing was they did. uh, What was I saying? They they are uh, changing the chat system and adding main assist and target of target and. Uh, they're also going to keep working on server balancing. And one of the new ways they're going to be doing that is with server transfers. Uh, I don't know what I think about this. What do you guys think of it? Hmm. I am not much opposed to server transfers. I, I think they're always a good idea. Yeah. Me okay. too. Me too, really. <laughs> I mean, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be able to pick which server you play on. Yeah. I mean, weren't there weren't there issues with this exact thing in in World of Warcraft? I I think really it was only the... um, I guess it really depends how they do it. I mean, it was more... They said, okay, these two servers you can transfer from to this one, uh, and we'll start today, but we're not going to tell you when it's going to end, basically. The main reason that Warcraft did not want server transfers had to do with economy uh, of the servers, correct? They didn't want people using server transfers to take goods from one server to another. Mm-hmm. So, I, th- I don't think we need to worry about that in Warhammer because the goods aren't as aren't as important, correct? Money and things like that aren't as, as important in Warhammer? 
Not yet. I Not mean, they could yet. be. We sure. don't know. Well, once we start taking keeps, and I believe, I don't know how it works, but I think there's some sort of tax on your guild for holding a keep. There is. And that's where it's going to come into play of your keep actually having money saved up to hold keeps. Yeah. Uh, so it will be important then. And I could see, you know, if there's some big guilds out there that run out of money but want to keep the keep, they could just go spend 50 bucks or something, get a bunch of money to throw into the bank, you know, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just have to see how it how it turns out. Um, let's see. The other things they're adding, apparently 14 new quest chains, two new layers, and new Tome of Knowledge unlocks. Um, so they're going to keep working on that, which I think we all expected. And then the last thing they're doing is class balancing. Now they say that this is, by and large, not going to include nerfs. They, they say that... Uh, that almost all of the changes that they make are going to add things to classes as opposed to taking away from things. Um, now they do say that they, they don't say it, but they say um, that some will have weakening abilities. Um, they just say the vast majority will not be that way. And kind of this state of the game where they're trying to to make people level faster, you know, putting in some level increases in certain areas. I actually see this as an okay time to be like, okay, let's just increase these classes a little bit to get them in line and only increase, you know, the ones you kind of think are more powerful, increase them less than the ones you're increasing more and kind of get the balance that way. And if you're letting people level faster because you've made everybody more powerful, we kind of wanted that experience increase in anyway. So you're not harming the PVE and it's a PVP game anyway, mm-hmm. but that was the hard thing to do. And like, wow. And EverQuest was game balance because you had to balance towards the game. And if you made everybody more powerful, well, then you had to go tweak all the creatures in the whole world, you know, in this way they can kind of, if they do it slowly and, you know, eke up each one. I think they can do that without harming anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. That pretty much covers it. That's the uh, that's the highlights. Yeah. Um, or maybe I read it word for word. One of those two. I'm not sure which. Mm-hmm. Well, and supposedly the next one's going to have a lot of killer stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, remember, there's always a dead body in front of you. Uh, the next thing <laughs> that we got here is uh, some uh, a little piece of news. Uh, on Wednesday, Penny Arcade discussed uh, Warhammer in their news post. Uh, specifically Tycho. Did anyone else read this? Or is it just me? Just you. Hmm. Um, Well, I I think it's interesting, especially given what Eric has said here, that he feels like he he wants to see the end game and and he feels like he's just grinding to get there. That's pretty much the exact opposite experience of what I have. And uh, and, and that's how I always felt about Warcraft. And that's why I never could really get to the end of Warcraft, because I just felt like those first 60 levels, you know, were just crap. And I'd, I'd never enjoyed that. Um, and that's pretty much what, uh, you know, not, not specifically towards Warcraft, that's pretty much what Tycho said in this Penny Arcade post. He said uh, that he feels like he's enjoying the game just for what it is without having to worry about about leveling up. And that's oh, sort of how okay. I feel the game. Hmm. I, I feel that way as well. I'm really excited to play the game. My problem is I log on and I don't really feel like I have a home. 
You know, I, I'm I'm not getting the I'm not seeing the kind of PVE groups I would hope to see. I'm not, you know, when I get into PvP groups, I always feel like it's the one. You know, we do we do, we do scenarios. I'm not seeing as many RVR, you know, general RVR things as I would like to see. Um, but it might again. It's probably just the time that I'm logging on. Well, but also, I mean, it's 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 probably the time. It's your level range a little bit. Uh, but I, I do agree. There's it's it's this is a this guild is a different beast for me than I'm used to, and you're used to too. I know. You know the guilds we kind of come from are smaller, just friends and family, just people you know for the most part. All uh, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and this is where we've gone into a guild that's, you know, we're 220 people or more at this point. There's a lot of people I don't know. 220. Um, <laughs> but I, I see that uh, uh, there are a lot of people trying to get those groups. You know, they're like, man, I wish I could get a group for this or that. And what I've been telling people is, you know, everybody has access to the calendar now and start trying to use it. And more importantly, start checking it for the, you know, things set up and then try to make it to these things. And, and let's try to become the guild that we can do this sort of stuff. You know, I think one good thing would be is and, and the reason why I think it's okay to talk about this stuff on a you know warp podcast is I think there's I think a lot of people are probably going through the same things and, and maybe we can come up with some ideas to help out these things. But if we started to concentrate on earlier chapters, mm-hmm. like if you make a new character, how about we all make them in Dark Elves for this month? And then next month we'll make all new characters in the chaos area. You know, and then the next month we'll do all characters in green skin and that way everybody's kinda centralized to that area at the you know the first tier maybe a little bit of the second tier kind of thing this well, is an idea and, and honestly within a couple months we'll all be comfortable enough with, with the game that we can say okay everyone get to level five and then meet here you know we don't mm-hmm. always have to limit ourselves in that way but I, I i i think that okay we're coming from uh in terms of community organizing we're coming from team fortress 2 and, and control point and um, that sort of you know snowballed out of control and ended up with a lot more people than we ever expected and uh, I, I sort of see this guild as the same kind of thing you know we're going to attract people through this and uh, we are not going to be able to serve everyone equally you know mm-hmm. and I, I sort of am, and I, I I think I told some people in the guild this that I expect everyone in the guild to make their own fun. You know, if you're not happy that there aren't events being organized, then organize an event. And that that's sort of how I feel about it at this point. Um, and eventually, over time, the guild will sort of take on a character based on on what people do with it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, in so, a grumpy way. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can understand why people feel that this is not the game for them. I do understand why. Um, I'm experiencing a little bit of it. Um, even just popping into, well, and we'll get back to this. We'll get to this in a minute, so I'll, I'll skip this discussion. So. Well, anyway, we kind of got off topic of the, the Penny Arcade thing, but uh, it was just an interesting little note. I, I always like Tycho's point of view on things. I don't always agree with it, but um, he's, you know, it's always well written and, and usually a different point of view than you read elsewhere. So yeah. just wanted to put that out. Let's see. Now let's move on to our discussion here. What happens when Wrath of the Lynch? Uh, <laughs> the Wrath Lynch. Of- 
Wrath of the Lich King comes out. Linchpin. So what happens when the expansion hits? Hmm. What happens to us? Or what happens to the world? What happens to WoW in general? This is something that pops up in a question every time there's a new uh, a new MMO comes out. The question is always what happens when the next one comes out? Yeah. (laughs) Because they do share audience to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And the games are usually so involving that uh, they they preclude people playing in multiple games mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Do you is that yeah is, is there right there yeah 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 and and I think this is a testament actually to how good of a game World of Warcraft is and how good of a job Blizzard has done with it is just the fact that normally you would be saying this about a different game just coming out. You know, but we're saying it about an expansion that's coming out for a game that's been out for four years, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, but the same thing. I mean, it's got the same kind of teeth in it. Is is it going to kill Warhammer? You know, an expansion, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, I'm most concerned about um, what we do as a podcast because, you know, we've sort of um, set ourselves up here to, to do this podcast and. Uh, out of the four of us, I am the only one that does not also play uh, World of Warcraft. So um, I, I guess I'm concerned. What are you guys going to do when when it comes out? Well, I know that I have been running into severe problems even playing as much Warhammer as I would like. Now, the good news is most of the time that I'm spending time away from Warhammer, it's because I'm trying to spend time with my wife or and my wife loves Warhammer. <laughs> so on the whole, I'll Warcraft. be getting yeah Warcraft. Pardon me. Oh. Uh, I'll be getting Warcraft time in, you know, in some wife bonding time, whereas I can't do that with Warhammer. Warhammer is an independent activity between me and my wife. She's not interested in playing the game. Um I am significantly interested in the new Warcraft expansion. The new patch that just came out is really exceptional, and I am I'm already playing a little bit, getting warmed up for the expansion. However, I, I'm looking at them as different entities. What I'm looking for in Warhammer is not what I'm looking for in Warcraft, and so I'm trying to treat it as such. If well, what- I- expand on that what are you looking for in each game well um my warcraft thing is going to be about different friends i am not i'm probably not going to be hanging out with brent and eric when i do warcraft when i want to hang out with brent and eric i will do warhammer and so there'll be a compelling and since i really like playing you know games with you guys when i think hey i'd like to play a game with them i'm going to go to warhammer not warcraft now, those two are going to have a little bit tougher time because mm-hmm. they've also got a significant you know, friendship circle in their, their Warcraft guild, whereas mine is more, is more of a casual relationship. Yeah, I, I, you know, for me, it, it comes down to, you know, I played in the beta for, for Warcraft, and honestly, all I saw was more of the same. It was, it was yeah. There was this shiny new box that they put it in. They're going to package it and give it to us. But in the end, in ten more levels, I'm going to be at the same exact place I was with with when I was at seventy. And it's this. If that they don't fix that somehow, I, I don't. You know, to me, it's something that I will get the expansion and I will play some probably like a Monday night game with with our guild because 
uh you know that was that was fun just because you're playing with friends or whatever uh, but to me it's not a game that i'm investing more time in than i necessary really that uh i i like warhammer much better than warcraft actually so yeah, I, I, I do s- notice you're in warhammer uh a lot more than than anyone else <laughs> yeah this so. is this is the game i have been i mean i don't know if i've said this to you guys but this is a game i've been waiting for for years like warhammer was my absolute favorite tabletop role play game mm-hmm. and i have been dying for this game and every time they came out and said they were going to do it and then it died it's something in me died a little bit so now that it's out <laughs> i'm really happy and so that's probably you know that, why i'm on eric all the time <laughs> yeah it's an awful lot what about you eric uh I it's it's very hard to say goodbye to an old friend. You know, you have a lot of old memories and and good times and and Warcraft is an old friend and there's just unless it really makes me mad and turns on me and does something horrible, I'm always going to be its friend, you know? And uh now it's got all this new stuff going on and um and it's just uh I just continue to be loyal to it as long as it keeps keeps me entertained and uh i and what what i like in an mmo is um i i like uh i like solo play a lot um because um i don't when i log in i don't have enough time to really get involved in a dungeon or something then i solo play and if the game doesn't have fun solo play then that's that's a big percentage of what i was going to get out of that game so um and i really like picking up gear gear and and things along the way items that's a big thing for me and i i see a a a lack of that and warhammer i mean sure there is gear but it's just not to the level that excites me um when i pick up gear and uh and wow Uh, also not like diablo 2-esque kind of thing yeah yeah and you just get new gear all the time and new stats and i don't know it's it's fun i I like playing also you're you're level nine or eight you know, I get yeah. gear. I get seven or eight pieces a night playing. Not that I can use, but yeah. you know, it's just like or are more than wow gear wise. You know, yeah. And later on, there's sets and things like that you can get and things you can unlock. So I mean, but I do feel you about the solo thing. Yeah. Um, and and my main thing about what's going to another thing is my computer is not handling Warhammer as well as I would like, mm-hmm. and playing Warcraft. On my, you know, not cutting edge computer, it's it's a very very pretty game in different ways, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it runs smoother. And I feel, you know, I get you know forty fifty frames a second, you know, on on Warhammer, whereas I get you know seventeen to seventeen to twenty five in Warhammer. Wait, yeah, and wow, and yeah, yeah, I got you. I get better in War. I get better in Warcraft. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's also a it's a relief. I feel instantaneous response to the keyboard, and I, I think some some uh, patches are going to have to go through on Warhammer before I'm completely satisfied with its response time. Yeah. Now, that, yeah. one of the things that uh, that uh, Tycho mentioned in his in his little note on Penny Arcade, he said that in a lot of cases Warhammer is being compared to wow and that makes sense because when you're dealing with complex systems you know it helps to have a shorthand what was it he said he said um the problem is is when you start uh trying to compare uh, trying to figure out how good of a 
wow warcraft is warhammer and it's not a very good it's not a very good wow it's but it is its own game and i guess the question is is that game strong enough to not pull you away from uh wow but to keep your interest to keep you to keep you uh sort of you know looking at it in terms of its own game yeah i think you know one of the big things about warhammer of course is pvp um, I'm more of a PvE guy. I don't know, Care Bear or whatever you want to call me, but I like PvE better. I like dungeon crawls. I like getting with friends and, and playing co-op. I love co-op in any game. So uh, that is really what WoW does best. Um, they just kind of tack on PvP. And, and there's some things that they're borrowing from Warhammer that, that is going to be introduced in uh, the Lynchpin uh, add-on. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but really, in essence, it's a PvE game. So... So I think people like me might like that better, right? Because I mean it's it's PvE. I mean I don't dislike PvP. It's just it's more entertaining I think for me to PvE versus, you know, and, and I'm excited that Warhammer has dungeons. I haven't stepped in one yet, but I really want to because <laughs> that's that's what I'm here to do. I'm not here to PvP, you know. And I, I hate know. to drag this on even farther, but there's one other thing about Warhammer that I, I am hoping changes as I go on. And that is that I've seen some really pretty scenery, but I don't feel the kind of epic landscape that I that will keep me interested in entering new zones and experiencing new things. Does that change? See, I, I, see, I disagree with that completely I, in a whole I, statement. I, I, I Maybe you just can't pull up your graphics enough to see it but like when i stepped into order and saw that windmill with the the burning blades i was just like holy crap that is amazing yeah that is just like everything i see in there is just an amazing game to me just everything every tree every forest everything looks amazing to me and to me it's like i now i look at warcraft graphics I'm like that's crap. Everything looks the same, <laughs> blocky, crap, crap, crap. And I, I, I it's, honestly, that's probably one of the reasons why I'm going to have a hard time getting back into WoW. Yeah. Because it's it's Warhammer. Wow, we've got the whole amazing. spectrum here. I know, isn't this crazy? Um, I can agree with Brent because uh, just looking at the different areas, like the Dark Elf, that's where I'm playing now. Yeah. It's just so amazing. It, I think it is very big and very epic. It doesn't borrow from the same um, design laws as uh, as Blizzard, um, but everything is big and grand, right. you know. And uh, and I do have my graphics pumped up all the way, so I don't know if that's yeah. a difference. Well, no, that. I'm getting. I mean, I'm getting good individual scenery, but I mean, like, I, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like, I remember the the first time I walked into um, Zangermarsh in Warcraft, mm-hmm. and I went, "Ooh, the lighting changed. The everything was different." You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not getting some of that. I'm not feeling like. I'm entering completely new environments. I feel like it's a continuous landscape. And hey, that's that might be a bonus for some, but I know yeah. that part of my enjoyment of exploration is finding completely new environments to explore and experience. Well, and, and that's not that's not fundamentally part of of uh, Warhammer at all. Okay. I mean, the the amount of of, of explorable space is incredibly limited compared to most MMOs and, and especially compared to one like wow that has gone through uh, a couple of expansions um, you know you have a very limited number of zones uh, that you can honestly I mean especially once you have them out you can sort of just walk right around them and and see everything there is to see 
Um, so I, I don't see that as being quite, you know, it's not the draw. And if you're looking for that to be the draw, then you're probably going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was anyway. Okay, so we've sort of gone over this. I just wanted to to say um, that at least uh, I don't think we're going anywhere. We're going to keep doing this podcast because we enjoy doing it, um, and uh, don't have to worry about Wrath of the Lich King destroying the podcast. Um, <laughs> also, I mean, I I was playing EverQuest two the day that. Uh, that uh, World of Warcraft came out, and it was a sad day on on EverQuest Two. I mean, there was no <laughs> one there. It was, I, wow. I, I don't think they they had actually programmed them in, but they were there anywhere. There were actually tumbleweeds blowing across <laughs> the common wow. lands, and it was it was bad. But the game survived. The game survived and did just fine. Uh, maybe with a lower audience than WoW, but you know what? What has a bigger audience than WoW? Nothing. Right. And nothing ever will. So I think Warcraft will be just fine. Yep. Good discussion. That was fun. And Warhammer. Yes. <laughs> we keep getting the two. <laughs> you know what? Stupid games that start with war. I hate it. I'm, I'm mad. I'm not playing either one of them ever again. This is <laughs> okay, so uh, did we go over... The uh, patch already? Did we skip that? Did we forget yeah, it? About that stupid patch. Move on. So there was a patch. We'll put a link to it. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> With that, yeah. Also, something else I have to go ahead and like to bring up here is we are going to have our first big guild event that everybody. And the reason why we're bringing it up here is everybody's invited, whether you're on our server or not. So you will be the cause of our queues that night. <laughs> but uh, it, awesome. it will be on November seventh. Which gives you a few weeks to uh, deal with it, and uh, the expansion for Warcraft won't be out yet, so you'll still be around, and <laughs> and maybe this will be something you want to see before you do it. This gives a chance to embrace it. But we're calling it the Tier Two Rampage, and basically what it means is you need to get up to at least eighth level on our server to get bolstered. Now the ideal would be to get to I guess twenty one or twenty right before twenty one, so you could spend the night in that zone at the highest level. But we're gonna go through all the tier two areas and own them all. And Sweet. if we can find any like uh layers in those areas for tier two, we're gonna do those two. We're gonna do it all. Tier two. Sweet. Sweet. Uh so go ahead and join on Volkmar and ask for someone for a guild invite. Uh this is also a good chance if you only play order to come play destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is one other thing I wanted to note real quick while I'm thinking about it. Um as of right now, everyone in uh our destruction guild at least has invite privileges. So you don't have to wait for one of us to log on to ask us. Uh you can ask pretty much anyone if you can have a guild invite and, and really you can invite even if you're made of jam? Yes. Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to have to change that before too long, but as of right now, it works very well. So. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, unless uh, y'all start playing more. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a I scenario. was in Disney. <laughs> Disney. Uh, we're going to talk about more Kane's Temple. Do we still want to do that? We've been going on for a long time here. Oh, no. We've only been talking about an hour. Hour and a half. Um. <laughs> Well, uh, you want to hit everything else and then see where we're at. Well, at that, that point? was that, and our scenario of the week is at the bottom. We're, we're we're getting to that too early. 
Is it? So let's yes. get to sightseeing. Sightseeing. Okay. Uh, we've got a video here. This is on YouTube. It's called a chicken raid, and it was done by the Eternal Wah Alliance, which is uh, one of the. It's a group that involves the Circle of Trust people, and basically a bunch of high level people went to low level areas and went through the RVR area as chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so um, I'm not really sure what the deal with all that was. I, I sort of. I, I listened to the podcast on the way over here, and I and I, I pulled up the video here. So, I, but I recommend everyone check it out. Check it out; it's kind of funny. That might be a good closer for the tier two rampage. We'll go down to tier one. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. And because there's supposed to be some achievements too for like killing people as a chicken or killing other chickens as a chicken and things like that. Yeah, so. let's that's do it. Cool. We'll go to tier one. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so we'll link that, and that brings us on to the listener contributions. Mush mouth, mush mouth. (laughs) Uh, The first thing we've got here is an email from uh, Dracon. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, Let's see. He is a rank 22 chosen on the Dracweld server in the Guild Disciples of the Fallum. Big shout out to the DOTF there. Uh, and his question is, uh, I was wondering, do you guys think there will be a shortage in tanks like there was in WoW, or will there be too many tanks? All right, this question was sent to us before the knowledge of the uh, the tank classes coming yeah, out. So. Yeah, the Black Hand's coming out. So, uh, right now, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've complained about a short of, shortage of tanks before, but I remain unconvinced that at Tier 4 that will be the case. I think yeah, just, I don't think anyone knows at this point whether yeah. or not they're, they're if they're I, I can say there are going to be too many healers. <laughs> what? Really? On the order side, at least on our server. <laughs> Holy crap. That must be like ninety seven percent healers. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be something to take uh the server maturing to know something like that really. I mean just yeah. just thinking about it, right now to me it kinda looks kind of very balanced between most classes. Just when I start going through the, like the guild roster and just playing. Um Ken was asking me what he should play and I'm just like you're really gonna have to play what whatever you want to at this point. Well are you light on this? Not any more than anything else, because, you know, there's 220 freaking people in the guild. And, you know, you're not going to be really light on anything, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think it, everything looks pretty balanced so far to me. Um, I could, you know, in the long run, who knows? I, I always think that there's too much, that, that there are always too many damage classes, just because there's always more damage classes than anything else. And that's sort of a holdover from my Final Fantasy XI days where there was one tank class, one healer class, and then 37 damage classes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to make this prediction. That after the uh, Warcraft comes out, the expansion, we are actually going to be light on healers. And my theory here is that a lot of people came from WoW not wanting to get up in the PvP fray and stabbing people and decided to become healers and and start healing. And oh, the WoW players are a bunch of freaking Care Bears theory. I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But that's my theory. We'll see what happens. Well, also, a lot of healing classes are PvE support classes. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think that's the way a lot of them think. And the PvE people will definitely be interested in the Warcraft expansion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree with you. The next email we've got here is from Michael Stone. Um, and his 
Uh, he says that he enjoys listening to Warp, and we appreciate that very much. He wanted to mention a Toman lock that he stumbled across. Uh, in Nordland, at coordinates 49,000 and 6,000. Uh, we'll just shorthand that. Near Chaos Chapter 3, there is a small field with quite a few pigs in it. If you walk at, to these coordinates, you'll be rewarded with the Huntsman for completing the Tome Quest surrounded by swine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he mentioned it because it's very slight off the beaten path, and uh, and it, so it, it's right along both the Destruction and Order path, apparently, so <laughs> you can get either one of them. Uh, so th- thanks, I'll have to go check out being surrounded by pigs. I, I enjoy the pigs. That's awesome. And I'd love that someone sent one in, and what I'd really love is someone wanted to send in an audio version every week, and we could just, you know, take out our Unlock of the Week and put that one in there. Yes, yeah. we want... By the way, we are actively seeking contributions. In fact, we've got uh, one contribution this week, and then next week we're starting a uh, contribution uh, on uh, guild sieging, and uh, we want lots of people to contribute to the show. We do not want this to be a four-man show. We want other people to be involved. Mm-hmm. Right. And in that spirit, we have our first one. We're calling them Warp Reports. Um Sort of. We came up with that on the fly, so it might suck. I don't know. But anyway, our first Warp Reporter is uh, a review of the book Empire in Chaos. It is the first novel to come out based on uh, the game Warhammer. So let's listen. The zealot raised its head, then blue fire flickering in its eyes and a smile upon its lips. The air around the sorcerer seemed to ripple, as if with a wave of intense heat, and his flesh bulged unnaturally, as if things within were trying to escape. A line of backwards curving barbs pushed through the skin of his forearms, forming a deadly ridge of horns, and his hands extended into long, cruel talons, like those of some mutated eagle. Mouths, screaming in obscene languages, opened up all over the zealot's body, ripping through muscle and flesh. That was a short passage from the book Empire and Chaos, written by Anthony Reynolds. Anthony Reynolds worked at uh, Games Workshop for about six years before he broke off and, I believe, decided to start writing Warhammer fiction. This is his second novel. His first one is Mark of Chaos. Empire and Chaos is supposedly the stunning novelization of the hit computer game Warhammer Online Age of Reckoning. After getting into the open beta for Age of Reckoning, I decided that I loved the game, and when I do that, I have a tendency to go a bit overboard and really kind of dig into the background of these games. And for this game, I didn't feel like picking up a Warhammer player's manual or anything like that, so I went and got the novelization of the game itself in hopes of getting some background on the uh, classes, the world, the lore, and whatnot. The book, uh, we a little bit to be desired in some of those departments. Basically, the book follows uh, four main characters. Uh, the two initial main characters are Udo, a witch hunter, and Annalise, a soon-to-be first female warrior priest in a long time. And each of the main characters ends up picking up a sidekick. The witch hunter ends up picking up an ironbreaker dwarf named Thoric, and Annalise, the warrior priest, ends up picking up a shadow warrior, who is her defense Defensive elfish aid. Later on, the party also meets up with the Knight of the Blazing Sun, Carl, spelled with a K for originality. 
Unfortunately, the Night of the Blazing Sun was actually removed from the game, but since it happened so late in the process, I don't really blame the author for including him in the storyline. Outside of those classes, it doesn't really cover many of the other Order classes, which is kind of strange considering how much they actually focus on the Order side of events. That doesn't mean that there are no mentions of the destruction side in particular. There are very many instances of zealots and marauders, uh, occasional shaman, squig herders, black orcs, um, a lot of stuff, but not really any focus is given to them. And many of the classes on the destruction side actually perform different things and act much differently than they do in-game. The locations of the book kind of progresses in the same way that the game progresses. It starts out in no-name towns and eventually moves up to huge battles in big, large-name towns. Since I wasn't familiar with the Empire classes, I wasn't familiar with most of the cities that they mentioned. There's also one instance of the main characters running across a lair, which was actually pretty cool, and they tied it in well into the uh, story itself. Rather than running across it and seeking it out, they kind of accidentally stayed in a lair of some ancient evil in the background. They give on the, uh, the beast that they fight is actually really fun and interesting. That's about where the similarities end. There, there's not much more in common with the game. The way that the story progresses and the actions that the characters perform, the way that the groups are organized, the way that the supposed RVR is fought is quite different than it ends up playing out in-game. With that said, the focus of the book is really the action, and there's a lot of action to go around. Anything from a small skirmish outside of a town to large battlefields are covered fairly well. There are a few problems with the book. I wouldn't say it's fantastic. Small things like comma splices, unnecessary words, and a few other minor quibbles really are the only thing that holds back from being a very solid sort of pulp action novel of fantasy. As for my interest in learning the background and history of the classes and the lore of the area, it didn't really do a fantastic job of that. It focused on very small areas of it. So if you just want something that's good fun for a couple of hours at a time, give it a shot. It's cheap. It won't kill you. And at worst, you'll just put it down after a couple hundred pages. Okay, that was from uh, Matt Williamson, who is, his main character is Skinkfist, a shaman on Volkmar. Uh, and thanks a lot for that. There's, uh, that was very entertaining. I do have to say that Carl with a K is the Germanic spelling. They're not just going for originality there. Hmm. Hey, I thought it was funny. <laughs> also, the other thing is, uh, I think I got this book from, did, did I get this one at Play on Con? Uh, no, I don't think oh, okay. so. Okay, well. I got two Warhammer books, and this makes me want to read them more. I picked up yeah. Oathbreaker, but I and I read four pages of it, and I put it down. I haven't picked it back up again. Well, it just usually seems like the literature that comes from games like this really isn't that good. <laughs> I, and I'm, that's, I, that's what I was going to say. Um, there, there is a very rich uh, literary background behind Warhammer, and there are a lot of books out there to read. Um, and and I had not, I have not read this book yet. Uh, I would like to, but I, I bet it's not as good as some of the other ones. And if you're interested in learning more about the Warhammer world, there are some books that you could you you could read that uh, would would be a, a lot of fun. Um, the Gotrek and Felix series is is really good. Um, Heldenhammer, I think, is the book that you're talking about that you got from PlayOnCon. Yes, and that's a historical book. 
uh, about, about Sigmar. The time of Sigmar. Yeah. And in fact, that details the Battle of Blackfire Pass, which is the uh, one of the zones in tier three <laughs> dwarf greenskin area. And so that's kind of nifty. You can get a lot of Warhammer information from books other than this one is what I'm trying to get across. Yes. Well, you did that very well. Not really. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And let's move on to our add-on of the week. Um, I mentioned this earlier during my little um, weekly, what I did this week. Beastiary Helper. Yay. I like this one. Beastiary. Yes. And it's uh, a nifty little add-on. What it does is it adds a button next to your minimap, and the button can be repositioned using the uh, interface reorganizer. Editor. Yeah, yeah. editor. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> and um, you hit the button, it brings up a window. It uh, detects what zone you're in and shows you all of the tome unlocks or the bestiary tome unlocks uh, in that zone. And then you can click them to get information about where you can go to, to get the tome unlock. And uh, all the information comes from this uh, forum post. Uh, where is it? It's, it's on, on the uh, uh, Warhammer Alliance forums. Warhammer Alliance. And uh, that's the other thing. You can also just go to this page to look at them. Uh, and they're, they're very well laid out. And it, it's very cool. But if you don't have dual monitors or laptops next to your computer and you want this information, this mod is a great way to get it. Yeah, and, and I like it just because it's like you're going through an area, and usually I try to just kind of experience the area, you know, without looking at it. But before I move on, I, I always look now to see, okay, well, is there something that I missed and didn't find? And then, okay, if I did, is it really worth going to look at, going to do? Yeah. Uh, and so then I move on after that. So I love this one. So, yeah, and this is, um, I'm sure, the first in a long line of Tome Unlock mods <laughs> that will help help find tome unlocks so i, I think that's kind of cool and use the curse client to keep it updated that's <laughs> right that's right speaking of curse i don't know if you saw the spencer but they've put us on the rotating window little I flash did see window that. the carousel give us little nifty graphics there i'm kind of yeah. so that was kinda, really cool that's a uh, war.curse.com uh, and uh, let's see, what's next? The uh, opening of the tome. <laughs> <laughs> so we will bring some things from. See, anyway, uh, this week we've got uh, one is a title, and this is one that uh, I thought was kind of funny. But uh, if you've taken only coins from the the mystery bags at the end of the PQs twenty five times, you get a, an achievement for that. Mr. Jingles. Awesome. Yeah. I'm probably going to get that pretty soon too cuz I've been doing a lot of uh a lot of those that I'm I'm out leveled for, so I'm just taking the cash. <laughs> yeah, I think awesome. I might go to to uh chapter 1 and go do 25 real quick. Like how would you like to be the other guy in that one when you have a 28th <laughs> level orc pushing it, you know? <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll take this one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh the you other know, one, have- oh, sorry. I, I wanted to just mention I was doing a tome unlock today that involved killing a hero, and it was a level seven hero, and uh, I, I did solo it with my level twenty one black orc. It just <laughs> it just took forever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing we have is the item unlock of the week, and this one is a new cloak. I thought we'd already done one cloak, and so I thought we'd throw another one out there. And this is one I actually got. I'm trying to 
only do ones that I've seen personally. And, and if someone else wants to do them instead of me, that's awesome as well. Audio files. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is in high pass at 34,000, 25,000. Uh, and basically, you, you collect five broken white blades from uh, skeletons in there. Skeletons are pretty easy. You go in, there's a bunch of them. Uh, the drop rate didn't seem to be too bad. It wasn't every skeleton, but uh, I would stick towards the... There's two little graveyards by each other, and I would stick in those graveyards because the spawn rate's really fast. And I, I had actually gotten one of these blades, and you know it, it tells you, you know, so-and-so is interested in this type of items. And I went back to turn in some quest, and then I looked up the beastery unlock thing and saw what it gave you. And I was like, oh, a new cloak. That'd be cool. So I went back, and it probably took me about 10, 15 minutes to get the rest of them. Uh, but it's a kind of cool cloak. It It is a white cloak. <laughs> Don't we all love white cloaks? Uh, but it's, um, let's see, what's it called? It is called the Death Shroud Cape. And it looks like a kind of death shroudy. It's all kind of torn and ripped on the back. Uh, so it looks different. It looks cool. You cannot dye it. I tried dyeing it. See if I could dye it, you know, I don't know, uh, pink. Pink death <laughs> shroud. Those are awesome. So pretty. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to put our guild-like symbol on the back of our cloak. We're so close. I know. Two more two more ranks. Did any of you guys who got Collector's Edition get the Griffin Slayer's cloak? I don't know how. I guess did you only get that if you got it from a certain place? Yeah, it was a it was a quest um, that somehow you got with um, collector's edition. Oh, um, some it it depends on the uh, the class. Every class has two quests from the collector's edition. So the Griff- okay. Griffin's cloak would only be one of the classes. I don't know which one. Well, I got it on my Zealot, and it's actually a pretty cool-looking cloak. It's got a big, like, um, neon blue chaos symbol in the middle of the back of it. I think that must be one that only the chaos race gets. Yeah. Yeah, because the green skins, we've got a dwarf head. we yeah. got a dwarf head that we can carry around. Yeah. yeah. Not that cool. It was cool the first day when I ran around with a dwarf head. <laughs> <laughs> So now we just need to figure out uh, what the uh, elves get. Then, yeah, do we know? No, I can find out. Um, I've did it. I've done them. I just don't remember. And don't tell me back. an elf head. That'd be a little stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll no, find I out for next week. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our scenario of the week. We're going to talk about Morcane Temple. It is the greenskin dwarf pairing tier two scenario. Am I right there? Yes, and I'm glad we're starting out with this one, because when you get to Tier 2, have fun. You'll be playing this one a lot. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah. You're going to be playing this one, and then you're going to be playing Phoenix Gate, and people are going to complain about it, and then you'll never, ever, ever play the other one. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basically, this is a... Um, what what murder ball? Murder ball, yeah. You, you pick up this artifact, and uh, everyone will try and kill you and take it from you. And that includes the artifact. It will also try and kill you as you will begin to take damage over time from the artifact. Really? Hmm. Yes. I did not um, know that. But uh, just carrying the artifact is not enough. You also have to kill the other guys uh, because kills can sway this one definitively in one direction or the other, uh, especially if the uh, murder ball changes hands. Now, correct me if I'm wrong with this, but I always hear people complain about why is he attacking when he's got the murder ball. But don't you get more points if you're attacking yes. with it, like the physically the person with it? 
Yes. You get more points if you kill someone. <laughs> if you're carrying the murder ball, you also get more points if you kill the person carrying the murder ball. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I almost, uh, you know, I'm a tank. I almost always grab it and, and rush the front. And every once in a while, I get someone yelling at me for it. I'm like, controlling the murder ball isn't what wins the game. Killing the other guys is what wins the game. So. That's what I always try and do. And that moves the battle. You know, if you can move it to their front porch with the murder ball, you can get everybody else in your team to their front porch with the murder ball. Yeah. And and the, the other thing that um, I thought was odd was that no one seems to go the back route. Everyone no, seems to always go the front route. There's actually two alternate routes. And one of them goes around the back of the temple. And uh, that uh, people use that one more often than the other one. The other one, I actually just call it the secret garden because no one is ever there. I have taken mm. the artifact there and sat there for five minutes. No one comes there. I've got a big glowy light on top of my head, but somehow <laughs> they can't find me in the secret garden. <laughs> and uh, the secret garden is across the broken bridge. There's a little elevated area there, but you can just go there and hang out. Seriously, have a cup of tea. Is no that what I heard ever- you talking about the secret hidey hole last night? Yes. On- <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah. But- People do not utilize the entire field on this one. Yeah, they, they seem to run to the ball and then stay in the middle and then kind of go back and forth. Uh, yeah. the, the other tactic that I'm trying to use, now I haven't played this one in a while, um, but I would try to, when people were getting low, instead of sitting there wasting your time healing the guy, try to get him to let him die and pick up the ball again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, because the longer you have it, the more damage you take from it. And you would see someone like full almost drop to nothing. Can you drop the ball? If you die. Oh, you can die. Mm. But you you can all the the damage does eventually max out. Um, I think I could be wrong. (laughs) Probably. But it's I mean, it's still a lot. It'll drop most people at that level to, you know, 25 percent or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And like the other ones, it's 15 minutes or 500 points. Uh, this is the one of Tier 2 that will more consistently end on points rather than time. And I think that's why it's the most popular one. I, I think people just like to burn through the scenarios as fast as they can. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. But I will tell you, you convince your group to go left instead of right from destruction side. And you will blow away the order, folks. They are not <laughs> expecting you to come from behind them. And also, mm-hmm. just take the ball to the secret garden. <laughs> no one will find. Nice. So that's pretty much it for that scenario. Um, next I, week, I, we're- well, okay. I, I was going to put in some comments. I Go have, ahead. I have actually had a really rough time as a zealot. Now, keep in mind, I'm also in the lower half of of tier two, but I've actually had a pretty rough time with the scenario staying alive. Um, it feels like the, um, order forces push forward. They get a lot of their, they send their white lions, um, and do a lot of ranged attacks on the healers. And because you're typically fighting around that temple, there's a lot of line of sight issues. So I'm continually trying to adjust myself and make sure I'm in view of the people who are in the main combat. And it tends to be, I, I tend to lose a lot of spells and stuff like that. Um, do y'all, do the tanks enjoy fighting up at the temple? I mean, as I think it's to- a question of, of melee types not paying attention to their healers. And this is something that I think we've talked about in guild chat a couple of times. Uh, it's as much the responsibility of the tank paying attention to where your healers are as it is for the healers to keep you healed. 
Um, so, and on, you're right. There are a lot of line of sight issues here, but I, I think they're surmountable if you have a team that's working in some level of concert. I, I will say that being on destruction, my favorite place to be is on the hill, right past the temple, overlooking that ramp down to their area. Right. That's where I want to be when I'm fighting. I think that's a good place to be, too. It gives you a nice view down at them. It gives um, your healers some line of sight things to duck behind and get rid of aggro. It puts the warriors out in the open and keeps the DPS and spellcasters you know, just a little bit back. Right. And if, if someone loses the murder ball enough that it resets, you've got more people there right, as well. Right. Um, and and uh, one ability, I did want to point this out, that can really change the face of this game really quick or any knockback abilities uh i i have i've had it happen to me and i've done it where i've been knocked carrying the murder ball knocked out of my side and into the middle of all of their damage dealers and then i die um and i've done the same thing to someone else and it's very satisfying when it works uh so keep that in mind you're going to get punted a lot uh in in this map well, if you like that, you'll like the one in Tier 3 that they play all the yeah, I'm time. I'm not looking forward to that. Not looking forward to that at all. Tor and Rock, you will be swimming in lava for a long time. Does that cover it? I think that covers it enough for now. Eric, okay. do you have any comments on the map you haven't played yet? Uh, sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that about covers the show, doesn't it? Uh, we need to play. Oh, no, no. We're doing player of the month. And uh, I guess Rootbender's still got that going right now. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I will say I have been moving the standard around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, shield. I don't know exactly how to spell it. It's almost like <laughs> our he, he, he misspelled shield. He that, that That's how it, it just say shield. That's shield. what you want. To okay. Say. Well, that's because <laughs> shield that's was, what he meant. Sorry. <laughs> but Shield kept saying something about, oh, I wish I could uh, be the standard bearer. So, so I was like, well, this would be funny. And I made him st- standard bearer for a little bit. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if he was expecting it. Uh, that so is funny. The- but later on, I kept hearing him saying, well, that's the third standard I've lost. Oh, ouch. Ouch. That's six gold right there. Um, but yeah, so I figured we could pass it around a little bit when people need it, especially when we're not using it. And soon we'll have yeah. four. When do we get two more? At uh, 18. Yeah. 18. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely have to get 14th rank, which we're only half a rank from by the 7th, because then we can actually take a keep in our name. Okay. Looking for that. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Ooh. So be fun. I get and chills all over my body. At 16, <laughs> we get scrolls of teleportation, correct? 17. 17. 16, we get cloaks, okay. I believe. Okay. 15 cloaks. 15 cloaks? Well, maybe it is 16th for the other one. Or maybe... Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, once we get to 20, we'll tell you what those are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I think that does it. Thanks for listening to another fantabulous episode of the Warhammer Age of Reckoning podcast known as Warp. Uh, You can call us and leave us voicemail at 256-513-4772. You can email us, uh, either email us text or if you want to send one of those fancy voice emails that we'll use as a segment, send those to warp at deadworkers.com. Anyone else want to take this And listen to our other fine podcast at deadworkers.com slash network. And you can also join us in many places like our forums at deadworkers.com slash community. Uh, You can leave us iTunes reviews. 
Oh, yeah, you can. And you we've, can been, we've been new and notable on uh, iTunes for a while now in video games. I'm hope, hoping we can be general podcast new and notable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I set us up for dig, so you can't dig us. I just don't have that link at this time. Okay. okay. Uh, and the big one is you can join our guild on both Volkmar for Destruction, and we are Misfits of the Warp. Ask anyone in there. They'll give you an invite. Or on Iron Rock, which is our order side, with Target is not attackable. They do have a cooler name, but uh, Destruction is cooler in general. So, what up? <laughs> so, holla, hit your snotling in the face, and come listen to us next week. Hey, guys, this is Dover from uh, listening to your Warhammer podcast, Warp. Uh, I just want to say keep up the great work. You guys do a great job. really enjoy listening to it. And I just wanted to add something to trophy discussion it is you get one trophy uh when you start the game and then you get one additional trophy at each level tenth level so 10 you get two 20 you get three etc in addition to that if you equip the trophy and then you click on it and highlight it you'll see an arrow pop up to the left and the right if you click on those arrows you can change the location on your armor where the trophy will appear so you can get this to make sure your armor looks exactly the way you want the great work and i'll keep listening thanks Congratulations. You are now at the end of another episode of Warp. A podcast brought to you by the Dead Workers Party. See the show notes and leave comments for this episode at warp.deadworkers.com or leave us a voicemail at area code 256-513-4772. 